evening and welcome to another edition of Football Bloody Hell. We're back again midweek and on the show tonight we've got me, uh, Ricky Hyatt, Dave Hilda Pryor, and the commercial director from Yelba Town Football Club, Mark Robinson. So settle down and let's have a second dose of midweek soccer banter. And good evening, everybody, and welcome to yet another edition of Football Bloody Hell. And Wednesday has soon come around again, and I'm delighted to say that my guests this evening are as follows. That voice that you've heard, of course, to start with is Mr. Adrian Hopper. AD, good evening. Good evening, everybody. We're here again for some more banter. We are indeed. We'll let the listeners. We'll let the listeners decide that. Rick Hyatt is here. How are you doing, Rick? Uh, I, I'm very well. I'm a bit daunted by the prospect of Adrian's banter for the next hour, but uh, we'll pull through. Kind of feels a little bit Richard Keys, that doesn't it? A bit yeah, too a Richard bit. Keys. Richard like Keys, leave it out. Yeah. <laughs> dear, dear, dear. And uh, last but not least, we are delighted to be joined by, and I think I'm right in saying that I've got this title right these days, is commercial director of Yeovil Town Football Club, is Mark Robinson. How you doing, Mark? Evening, gents. It's um, it's just a title, Dave. Still the same person, mate. Still uh, still keeping it real. Yeah. Excellent. Glad to hear it. So, um, first things first, then, Mark. Um, presumably, you're here because A.D. Hopper finally wore you down about coming onto the show. Would that be Would that be about right? I'd like to say yeah, but wore me down. But no, primarily it was um, we had a meeting. Um, we had a meeting last week, and I I had had my discontent that. All the other directors have been on a podcast, but I haven't, so I ended up with you guys. <laughs> yeah, everyone else is unavailable, were they? <laughs> yeah. Actually, I don't want to. I don't want to catch you out there, but all the directors haven't actually, because uh, I've, I've forgotten the guy's name. But the solicitor guy has certainly not been on, and he's. No, no, no. He's, a... been on, he's been on another uh, favourable podcast um, oh, on another okay. fans group. Not, not yours. Oh, Sorry. Right. Okay. Fair <laughs> enough then. Yeah. It's, 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 yeah, best yeah, to point out other park other podcasts are available. Other podcasts <laughs> that have banter. Exactly, nothing like a bit of banter. Good lord, I, I'm bracing myself for it. I'm looking forward to it. <laughs> well, we're gonna we're gonna strip straight through through the banter then, because Mark, whilst we have got you on here, so just as I was talking to you um, before we started, so the main premise of the show is that we'll go through and preview. Um, the fixtures over the weekend, but I'm sure the listeners will want to to find out a little bit more about your role at the moment if they haven't had an opportunity to find out what's going on, all things Mark Robinson over the summer. But if we can just strip it right back, because um, there's no other way to put it, then it's a bit of a promotion for you over the summer, wasn't it? Yeah, I think um, 
Yeah, I don't see it as a promotion. Like I said, it's a title, and and, and fully appreciate Martin's um, gesture to to promote me to the director. Um, and obviously, all joking aside, um, it is a title and a responsibility I take um, don't take lightly. Um, I want to I want to try and get this football club um, be part of the team that gets it back to its uh, rightful place, success both on and off the field. Um, and there won't be a prouder moment than and, and doing that without a shadow of doubt because the fans deserve deserve that and um, the club the club's in a much better place now um, so yeah it's it's exciting it's certainly given us new challenges and, and to be able to see more in depth through more regular communication in-house um, the ins and outs of what goes on um, from an owner's perspective and for, from the accounts etc it's uh, it's brilliant it's absolutely fantastic obviously we're generating as much income as we can off the field um, and and having a, having a uh, a say in how we how we spend that or where it goes and and what we do with it is is, is a privilege. Um, football yeah, football's a great industry to be in. If you can't run around the field kicking the ball anymore, then um, what better place to be than in the running of the club and still being able to have a say on 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 the success of the club by by generating the income and and and, and giving the fans some entertainment, which. Uh, Probably on the back of Monday is probably not what everyone wants to hear. It wasn't that entertaining by all accounts, but it's goal fest. Everyone wants goals, don't they? Um, but for myself, it's just business as usual. Just coming in, working with partners, um, trying to grow the partner portfolio, um, and try and put Yeovil Town back in the heart of the business community as well as the uh, town's town's people's community as well. It's uh, it's imperative that people have said to us. Whilst, whilst the football club's clicking, the whole town clicks, and that's my mission is to make the football club click. Um, like I said, both on the pitch and off the pitch, the best way I can. Um, it's been it's been a hell of a summer, without a shadow of doubt. I mean, people probably don't appreciate that um, the biggest part of the, the foundations for the a football club is done between May and August, really, and that's when you generate as much money as you can with sponsors, with um, advertising boards. Your shirts, you, all your commercial deals are done in the summer, and that that steers as to whether or not it's going to be a successful year, because um, that, that determines what what uh, what your pound notes in the uh, income says as to what you can spend. So it's um, it's been it's been full on. It's been Martin coming on board's made it a successful summer without a shadow of doubt. In terms of your day to day, Mark, um, from the from your previous title was very much changed in that respect or is it very much um the same in terms of the actual um nitty-gritty um bones of the of the day-to-day work no i think um all joking aside day-to-day day-to-day hasn't changed much we're, we're still starting early doors um i'm still here now um probably still be here till nine o'clock tonight uh, which is just standard really people a lot of people don't appreciate the the input that needs to go into running the club um, and that, that commitment was there prior to Martin come on board and becoming a director. Um, and that will continue to be there. I like to I like to give everything my best shot and my wholehearted commitment to uh, to the cause. Um, and hearing, hearing AD there saying about only, only bloody football, um, it's like uh, like listening to the missus, man. That's what I get from her all the time when she's moaning, yeah, football club again. I'm like, yeah, this, this she's like, it's just football. All right. No, it's not. It's a passion. It's a passion. It's, it is a job. But um, the greatest respect, I don't see it as a job. I see it as a hobby, and I see it as a as a fun, fun, passionate um, career. 
without a shadow of a doubt, is a role which is exciting. Um, we're, we're talking, like I say, talking daily to existing existing sponsors and partners, always looking out for new um, partners. Um, still, unfortunately, still not being able to get out on the street, so to speak, as much as I want because of um, yeah, because of the busy busy schedules we're, we're keeping at the moment um, with with our existing and our uh, leads we've got on the go. Um, we're still we're still uh, all hands to the pump down here. Um, tasks range from, like I say, the, the networking. So we, we run our business networking group. Um, we're always networking with um, new new and potential leads. Um, we're then writing bits of the program, uh, making sure our sponsors are in, in position for the each home match, and then um, making sure the execution of the day when they come and visit us, us from a hospitality point of view is is on point because we're priding ourselves on the uh, service we're delivering, um, the food, the um, the environment that people are coming to view the matches from, um, is is has gone up a notch, and and so too is the conveyor belt of the the football through the through the restaurants, and, and it all takes a lot of organising. It's not just uh, not just done and dusted in a day before the game. We don't just wake up and go right, okay, we're going to cater for 120 people. It takes a lot of planning, and you need a good team good team around us and, and that's what I've, I've been fortunate enough to have with the front of house crew, the, the waitress and waiters we've got upstairs, the bar staff. Um, yeah, we, we're, we're a good good little uh, tight-knit tight knit community, good family um, and we certainly do achieve by unity without a shadow of doubt. You referenced there, Mark, the, um, the stuff that's obviously gone on um, off the pitch o- over the summer and that's reflected in the the fans' enthusiasm as well. Since um, the Hellier Group took over took over the club, and you only need to look at the um, the tangible changes that that have happened around the ground with the ground itself, um, the the recruitment that's now been done as well to give Mark Cooper the tools to to kick on this season. Has that been reflected inside the club as well? From your point of view, is this the most excited summer that you've been involved in since you've been with the club? Yeah, I think. Um... I think it's my fourth season with the club now, um, and the summer the enthusiasm is is weird. I, I touched on it earlier on. Um, at, at one point, let's 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 be totally honest and frank. At one point, there was a, a probably a week to ten day period where three or four of us in house were sat here thinking, um, "What do we do? What do we do?" Um, a previous takeover um, consortium had fallen through. Um, we had no real vision as to as far as the ownership we've just been relegated um the season had come to a close the players had gone off on holiday um and then the start reality hit that we were sat here with um a new shirt to launch season tickets to sell a ton of commercial opportunity outside um and it was well no no nobody in their right mind back in april end of april early may would want to even touch us with a barge pole let's be honest um just been relegated an owner who, um, who just trying to think of the best way to put it, who who realistically his love for the club was faltering for sure, um, and the commitment levels weren't quite there. So we were sort of left in in, in limbo for probably up to ten days, and um, then all of a sudden, obviously Martin's come on board, and overnight, credit to to everybody associated with the club and to Martin as well and the town, um, it's sprung, board, sprung boarded into an unreal summer. Um, 
at one point, I've, I've mentioned it at one of my networking meetings, is at one point, it's scary to realise that the vibe around the place, it felt like we just won the league. Whereas um, the restart reality was, we've unfortunately been relegated. So that's that's a credit to everyone engaging, buying into the, the, the journey we're going to be going on um, and, and hopefully the success what will follow. Um, so yeah, it's been, to answer your question, yeah, it's been an unreal summer. I've, I've not experienced anything like it, um, certainly in my time in the game. And um, long may it continue. Um, and with, for it to continue, we need to keep performing on the pitch. Mark's, Mark's been given the opportunities and the tools to deliver. We've got a great squad of players um, and it's it's going to take time to, I know it's an old cliche, but it's going to take time to click, but we've not performed at our best um, on the pitch as of yet, I don't think. I, I saw the Newport game and the way we played it against Newport was phenomenal. Um, we played some great football. I think if that's our potential against a, 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 an EFL side, then we should be we should click at some point during this league. But if we're still, reality is we've, we've only lost two games, one three, drawn one, and we've not been playing at our best. So as frustrating as it is for fans at times, I think um, we're moving in the right direction, step, step in the right direction, aren't we? If we're, if we're still achieving and not being at our, our peak, then it can only be going in a good way, going in the right way. I always reckon, don't they, that a team that's playing badly and still getting the points is one that's heading for the top. I think so, definitely. I'm not going to sit here and say, oh, we're going to do this, we're going to do that, we're going to achieve this, we're going to achieve that. I think um, the reality is, yeah, we take each each game at a time, we evaluate it afterwards as a as an employee, as a as a fan, as a director, um, and say, right, do you know what? It was, so like Monday, for example, it wasn't ideal um, to claw ourselves back into contention twice and then to still not walk away with a... a, a a point is is heartbreaking in the start reality thing of it because uh, a lot of effort's been exerted for nothing. But the reality is, we scored three goals. Um, if we're honest and hand on heart, in a previous um, a previous life form, we would have gone to Haven and Waterlooville and lost four nil. Let's be honest. Um, as it is, we lost four three. So it doesn't it doesn't it doesn't make it any better. But the reality is, we scored goals. We created chances. We scored goals. Um, and we showed fight and character, which is are all good, all good um, attributes to have. I think going into what's going to be a tough game on Saturday as well. Do you generally go and see all the games, Mark, or not? Yeah, now um, I've made a commitment. Now, obviously, I see majority of the home games, and yeah. I don't see every single minute of it because of um, work duties. But I'm trying to reward myself in a way of um, committing to sitting down, watching as much of the football as I can support the team, support Mark, support Martin and, and the fellow directors and, 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 and be there, watch it. Away days, definitely without shadow of doubt, I'll be attending more away games. Um, if it wasn't for the fact that I was away um, Sunday, um, I would have been there Monday for sure, but I was watching it on the, um, the non-league TV whilst listening to uh, commentary on it as well. So, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm actively following more than what I have done in the past for sure. I think it's testament to the to the work that's that's been done that I think I don't think any club I'm probably go as far as saying any club really in in the English pyramid would have been relegated but arguably find themselves with a stronger squad than the team than the team that went down if you look at the the caliber of players that Yeovil have managed to attract 
if Yeovil was still playing in the National League, I still think that we'd be saying, sat here with those signings saying, we've got a pretty good push this year with these group of players. And the fact that we've been able to get them over the line, like you've referenced, Mark, with that relegation, it almost feels like that relegation's sort of been forgotten about, which is the biggest compliment that you can give to everybody, including yourself, that's gone on in the summer. Oh, we're not forgotten about it. It's still raw. But I understand what you mean, definitely. Um, and I think that's credit to the likes of Josh, Josh Thornton and Matty Worthington, um, who made that commitment early doors to remain at the club um, under Martin's um, ownership and to try and probably... I, I want to think there's not, there's not a great deal of loyalty in football anymore, for sure. But I'd like to look at the two guys and think, do you know what? Hopefully, being proud men... They wanted to put right some of the wrongs they did last year. Mm. Um, and, and I think the work that's gone on, you touched on it earlier on, around the stadium, around the infrastructure of the place, the, the commitment, the, the, the engagement and the enthusiasm of the town getting behind the, the club have all been good selling points for players coming down here to Somerset. Um, it's been touched on before. We're not, we're not prime location. We're not in the middle of... Uh, a massive city hub which is easy to get to the stark reality is we are we are out on a whim somewhere um, and and when when players and professional players are coming down and and looking at the club as a potential uh, new home all, all that engagement all that enthusiasm all them improvements they're all selling points they're all selling points mark mark and martin can sit there and and and, and talk the talk and try and sell a player a dream Visually, if you've got the improvements going on and the um, the development and and the social media being positive um, and the fan base getting behind the team, they're just backing up what Mark and Martin have been telling the lads all through the summer um, in an attempt to get them to sign for us. And and that's yeah, that's that's the bigger picture. We're we are for sure a far better commodity, um, a, a club, a a hub, a new home far better place than what we have been certainly in the, over the last few years um, and obviously the fans must feel that when they walk in and feel the the, um, the tidiness, the improvements the um, the commitment we've made to making the match day experience better um, it just feels, walking in the stadium it just feels like it's um, almost brand new again and, and they're all good points which people want to come here and play for, um, walk out onto that pitch in front of that stadium looking as fresh as it is um, the dugouts, the, the changing rooms, the, the car park. The, it's it's amazing when you look at drone footage. They're just white lines and, and yellow lines on the floor, the parking bays. But my word, when you look at it as a whole picture from the sky, looking down, it just looks fresh and new and exciting. If it, I know it sounds really quite anoraki, but when it's looking clean and tidy, it looks an amazing place to want to be. And you can't you can't help but get suckered into that. I don't think. Um, I, th I feel it's uh, yeah, it's, it's it's encapsulating to walk out onto that into that stadium for sure. Even just on a Monday to Friday, um, it's exciting. It's uh, to, to be coming out there with three three thousand people out there screaming um, for the for the club and supporting the club is just uh, it's got to get it's got to get juices flowing and, and and want you to be successful really. So uh, yeah, it's. It's what makes it what makes people want to come and play and, and makes you attractive, more attractive than some of our neighbours who might have been in the mix um, for players 
Um, if you can offer something a bit better than your local competitors, you're, you're going to be picking up better players, aren't you? Did you uh, were you surprised at the amount of support you got from the town, especially sort of you know coming up straight after a relegation? I mean, the moment Martin took over, it seemed to us that you know just the whole the whole world changed. It was a complete you know about turn. Now, were you surprised at the the you know, the intensity of it all? Um, in all honesty, yeah, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna sit here and and criticise anybody who's been before. And certainly not going to um, talk bad of, of, of previous people because those people gave him the opportunity and brought me to the club. So I've got a lot of respect and a lot of um, time for him. But when you're hearing the noise, when you're when you're seeing the the frustrations on social media, when when you're when you're caught up in the middle of the the euphoria as it is, um, you, it's difficult to see. You can't see the the restraints. The um, the difficulty is we we had, we face as a club, as well as people on the outside looking in. But when you take away that one piece of the jigsaw and replace it with a fresher piece of the jigsaw, and the mood, and the environment, and the engagement, literally, like you said, it transformed overnight. Literally did. Um, there was conversations going on on the Friday in house. Um, I'll always remember the Friday evening uh, when everything all occurred and all happened. And we got excited. We certainly got excited, and we were like apprehensive, and 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 um, it's the apprehensiveness of the unknown, isn't it? When um, when something something big is about to happen, but then when it got released at nine o'clock the next morning, oh my word! It's it just literally the floodgates, and the 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 email, the inbox, the answer phone messages, the text messages, the phone calls on a Saturday from like half nine onwards were going crazy for people wanting to be. Wanted to talk, wanted to open up discussions, wanted to uh, be part of the journey. It was, um, yeah, it was. I was, I was blown away. In all honesty, I was just totally shocked and surprised that the the impact that one that that one transaction had was unreal. Yeah, I, I, I certainly, when you're living it day to day, um, it's difficult to see um, see see the uh, the effect it's having. But my word, there was no there was no doubt when it when it was removed. The uh, um, the out and out euphoria and engagement was phenomenal. So uh, yeah, blown away. Credit to the fans. Credit to the businesses. Um, yeah, they sort of come out in force to support, which is great. Long may it continue. Definitely, for sure, for sure, without a shadow of a doubt, it's um, it is an entertainment business. Um, it will improve if we keep winning, um, for sure. That's our that's our mission. Um, yeah, it's to, to take it to the next level if we can, um, and there's a lot of lot of uh, lot of pieces need to fall into place for that to happen. Um, some of them we can control, some of them are out of our control for sure. But yeah, whilst it's whilst it's good, um, this place this place is clicking and ticking, and it's great to walk through the town, go and nip into nip into the sandwich shop to get some lunch, and people want to talk about football, they want to talk about um, the exciting things that's happening at the club rather than being questioned what, what where when how um how many houses have you seen them have you heard from them um yeah it certainly certainly makes uh monday to friday a lot more enjoyable at the moment for sure and, and last like, question um, from me mark in terms of your in terms of your monday to friday that you've just referenced there in terms of them um, 
the commercial deals are you are you where you want to be at this stage is there still things um in the pipeline i'm sure it's one of those roles where it just never stops because you're always looking to push the boundary see what see what's next see what you can get get over the line but is there anything um of note to sort of um you can sort of uh, sh shed any light on or just okay. a case of that you're really happy and ahead of schedule possibly of where you would expect to be at this stage of the season um i think uh Comparing it to previous years, I think we're ahead, ahead of schedule for sure. Um, I think um, have, have have all the deals and all, all the inventory been done? Not yet. There's still some more to come, um, and and also there's the 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 match day stuff. So the match sponsors, the match balls, the match programs, um, sponsorships for for the match days and hospitality to be done throughout the season. There's still some openings there. Um, the bigger stuff, uh, the fact that all four sides of the stadium have got, got names on their stands for the first time in a little while is, yeah, it's uh, pays homage to what we were saying about how the club's in a different position. So um, I think big, big time deals coming up. There's nothing else massive to come until we find that at uh, that first stadium sponsor. Um, we're always always in the market for for a uh, stadium sponsor. Um, but I think, uh, yeah, on the whole, the advertising boards, we've, we've got some still, someone still being produced. Uh, we've got probably about four gaps left once they're all in position um, to sell, which will come, I'm sure. We, I'll keep working and keep chipping away at those. Um, but the most important thing for me is it's the first time for a little while that we've had a commercial strategy. We've got a, a plan, uh, a, a pathway we can walk down. Um, there's stuff which we're already, although we're only only four weeks into the current season, we're turning our attention to next year, um, and there's some there's some deals we need to get in place for next year. Um, new kit designs we need to get done and dusted before um, October time, which are all which are all things we've never been able to plan for or have the vision to 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 get in place so early. Um, so. It's exciting, certainly for sure. It's exciting, and and that's what that's what drives me every day. Is although we live in the moment now, we're in house and, and and certainly within this office, we're looking at months months time next season. Um, already, we're putting our plans and, and and formulating our our strategies for that. So it's exciting, it's, and that's that's the only way any business is successful is to to sit, put your foundations in place grow, develop, put a strategy in place um, and be able to execute that rather than fight fires on a daily basis, which is what we were doing before, um, hence why um, fans can get frustrated at, at shirts not arriving in the shop on time. Um, so all, all things which which shouldn't have happened, but unfortunately did. Um, but going forward, I'm excited that potentially we might have our new, new shirt design out before the end of this season, and certainly in the shop before um, before the summer holidays hit, which is which is exciting. They're, they're the sort of things which any club, any well-run club, any successful club, that's just standard for them. And um, we're just trying to bring Yeovil Town back to where where it should be as far as functioning and, and delivery. And uh, yeah, so that's that's the thing what gets us excited and, and to to see to see that impact and that improvements on a on a weekly basis 
is um, is exciting. So uh, stick with us. Uh, I don't want to talk cliches, but Rome certainly wasn't built in a day. Um, how much of the city we've built in 13, 14 weeks has been unreal. So just bear with us. Keep the faith. Believe in the process. Support the journey. And imagine where we'd be in um, four, five, six months' time. It'd be good, for sure. Brilliant stuff, brilliant stuff. I mean, you'll be pleased to hear, Mark, as well, that there's no more questions about your day-to-day -day now. So you can so you can take that hat off now because okay. I'm sure the listeners will be pleased, um, will be really intrigued to find out what your general thoughts are on all things um, top-level football as we go through um, our preview of the weekend because it does start with some Friday night football again this weekend. Rick, I'm going to start with you just because I want the listeners yeah. to know that you are still here. How are you doing, Ricky? <laughs> it's just I'm all right. I'm all right. It's, it's <laughs> actually it's quite um, interesting to hear Mark talking about the excitement going on within the club, the same as we were. I know we're not completely outside, but it reflects exactly how everybody was feeling, how we were feeling about that, that different change. And the thing is, it's the whole, it must be really frustrating from your point of view that Mark came in. Martin came in and did so many simple things that could have been done previously to up the interest and up the engagement or whatever. And it it took a new owner to come in and do it. And it must be really sort of uh, nice to see that those changes, those simple changes, that have come in and have made such a difference. That is, it's um, yeah, is is not come in and reinvented the wheel. Let's be honest, is come in and oh. done. You've touched on it, basic things, all things which were discussed about previously. Um, all things which needed doing in a normal routine maintenance schedule, but for whatever reason, over the last 5, 10, 15 years have been neglected. Um, so to be able to go back to the simple simple things and, and, and the impact those have is, is unreal. It is, is you just got to kick yourself and think, why weren't they not done previously? Um, yeah. So, I mean, it's, so yeah, it's, yeah imagine, imagine with a bit of success and, and the journey we're on, where we can be, if we start doing the more non-simple stuff. Um, yeah, well, that's the next step, isn't it? The, yeah. the changes have been made that enable that to happen now. So hopefully it's onward and upward and no more silly 4-3 defeats away from home. We've had enough of those. Thank you very much. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Uh, I'd rather win one every week and uh, just get the win in rather than having like four threes. It's, uh, it's only exciting if you're on the, on the winning end. Yeah, if you're on the right end of those ones, they're yeah. exciting. Mm -hmm. no, they're, no, they're not exactly very exciting. <laughs> <laughs> you want to ask kick me a question, David? Go on. Yeah, no, kick, kick us off then, Rick, because it's um, Luton playing again on a Friday night. Um, the Premier League fixtures have got them playing on a Friday, and all every week so far that they found themselves yet, in the Premier yet to League. Play when everyone else in the Premier League's playing, so I yeah. really feel part of the league, don't I? Before we but, jump, um, now, what's, um, what's what's your views on on Friday night football? I'm a I'm a massive advocate for it. I would love to see National League Friday night football. I think uh, coming out of work on a Friday night, it's a bit T20-ish with a cricket and it. It's um, what sort of vibe do you reckon we'd get at Hewish Park if we had a had a Chelmsford City here on a Friday night? What's what's your opinions? I think it's a good um, idea, actually. I think that'd be a very good idea, especially if it could be separated away from uh, if National League stuff could be separated away from the EFL and the Premier League. So it's got its own little slot that. The football available to everybody on a Friday night is 
National League stuff than it would. You get you get a whole people are gagging for the weekend's football, and if they could, that could be National League football or whatever division Yeovil are in at a particular time, then that'd be a good thing. As many eyes on it as possible. I mean, I think, I think my missus would be delighted if it was commentating on a Friday night rather than a Saturday afternoon. To be exactly. What time to go shopping, Dave? Yeah. Or, or, or get yourself another another game to comment on on Saturday. You get double bubble over the weekend, wouldn't you? Well, yeah, yeah, no, there is that. Double yeah. bubble of nothing here at Three Valleys Reckon. <laughs> I'm not sure that we could have the official broadcast partners of the Oval Town commentate on somebody else's game, though, Mark. Let's, let's... I, was, I, was thinking more, I was thinking more of the uh, under 18s. Let's be honest. Oh, let's yeah, keep it yeah. 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 yeah, keep it in house. Keep it in house. <laughs> but no, I think there is definitely something in. There's just something about a Friday night generally, isn't there? Like you say, end of the working week. For most people and just got that feeling of oh, we've got some football to enjoy as well i don't like the fact that it's only one game that's isolated on the friday because i think if you're that team you then your your game's already done and done uh, done and dusted by the time that saturday mornings come around and i think maybe that's the only drawback possibly because there is something kind of historic and british if you like about the whole saturday three o'clock kickoff but Friday makes more sense than a Monday. You think about it that way. Monday night football is something. Oh yeah, I quite agree on that. Basically, copied from the copy from the Americans with the NFL. But Friday does make a lot more sense to play a game then than it does on a Monday. When you're when you're sat at home watching soccer Saturday with three points on the board already before anyone else has played, it's going to feel great. Mm. Trust me. Sure. Yeah, I guess it just depends if you've won or not. I guess. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. If, if, if you've lost, it's another it's another day of uh, doldrums, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. So don't lose and don't lose four three away from home. No. So in don't, terms of this Friday, then, in terms of this Friday, Rick, have Luton got a chance here? Their first game at home. I I, th- I think uh, Bob Hope's coming into play again. Uh, no, we talked about it on the pod uh, on uh, on Monday, Tuesday. I'm losing track of the days now when we recorded that one. But they, <laughs> Luton do have. If this is this is one of the games that Luton have got got to win because they've got to make their home matches count. But then they could do without it being against West Ham, who, judging, judging by the last two results, are on a bit of a high at the moment. So, uh, yeah, I think they could have done with a nicer nicer game than that to kick off the home campaign. So, uh, no, it's going to be West Ham, isn't it? Former, they, who, were, who were top of the league overnight? Top of the Premier League Saturday night. They were they were there. So uh, And they're playing well, and they know what they're doing. But it might be interesting, the fact that West Ham can't just take a low block and play counter-attacking football against Luton. So that could be a bit of a challenge for them, but you'd still expect West Ham to win that one. I think it's interesting. There was a lot of debate on uh, other radio stations about Luton's decision to put out a weakened team. Uh, well, I say a weakened team, but, you know, not their full first team. Um, you know, the, the debate surrounded the fact that, you know... When was this, if, sorry, Ed? This was before the League Cup game they had. Tuesday. Oh, the League Cup. Oh, right. Okay. Yeah, and uh, you know they were saying that they felt that if if you weaken the side um, before you've actually scored a goal in the league, is that they haven't played yet in the league, have they? Yes, they have. They played Luton. Uh, they, they've Chelsea, played, but they hadn't. They? They've only scored one. Yeah. Goal. They in just their two thought games, it was yeah. a, a retrograde step to, you know, to weaken the side after only one game, basically. Um, it might have worked. Well, it did in this context. They scored three, didn't they? So, from that point of view, and they won. Uh, you could argue that it was a well, it was a good exercise. But then, if they then now come back on on 
Friday and lose to West Ham, was it worth it? I, I don't know. It's a, it's a tricky one to decide, isn't it, really? What do you think of Luton, Mark? Do you think it's going to be a... It's, obviously, it's going to be exciting for the fans' point of view, but they obviously want to make sure that they don't sort of end up playing the season out with a whimper. No, I think... Um... I'm going to go for the purists, and, and uh, I, I think they might get a point. I, I think they're going to be at home for the first time. It's going to be such a rocking atmosphere, I think. Um, Kenilworth Road is like, it's a, it's a bizarre stadium in itself, um, for sure. I think it's going to be close. They're going to be on top of uh, on top of the action, and I think the, they could be like the 12th man. And, and I think I think they could pull off a, pull off a draw. Um, certainly not going to say they're going to win it, because that's like, like Rick touched on, I think West Ham are, um, are clicking at the minute. I think I think Luton, yeah, the, the night, the the euphoria of the night might be enough to make them do, like put their body on the line defensively. Hey, um, we don't mind that, Mark. You're actually sticking your neck out and giving us a, a win, lose, well, or draw prediction. Be, so that's absolutely fine. We'll make sure to be in touch next week and let you know how you got on with these. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm going to go a draw for sure. Um, already. The twelve thirty kickoff on Saturday has a feeling of a must win for both, which is Sheffield United against Everton. Um, Rick, every time we've had a discussion about Everton so far this season, I don't think we've really been able to um, pick out a positive. But if they come unstuck in this one, um, it, Sean Dyke might be in a little bit of trouble if he's not too careful. Yeah, but I think I was listening to another podcast today, and I think the people of Everton are quite realistic about where they are and what they're going to do. But it is, it's one that you, you'd think that they desperately need to get something out of. And uh, given given the form of the two teams, I think it will be minus one to Sheffield United and minus two to Everton. <laughs> is that still a Sheffield United win? <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I just thought about that one. I haven't thought that through, have I? <laughs> I, think, I think Everton will win but, um, because they'll be marginally less dreadful than Sheffield United. But then again, Sheffield United played well against Manchester City. I know they lost in the end, but uh, you know they yeah, but they can't play like that against Everton. They they hung in the game as long as possible, as yeah. long as they possibly could. You can't do that against Everton. They, it's it would be a boring watch, wouldn't it, if they did that against Everton? Yeah, I've been I've been disappointed with Sheffield United. If I'm honest, um, I saw them a couple of times last year. They they didn't actually play some bad stuff, but they're exciting going forward. Um, I think, yeah, we've got two newly promoted sides, so let's just put, put it on the record. I'm a Norwich fan, so I've sat in this fence of being newly promoted to the Premier League. I know how hard it is and, and how the step from the Championship to the, the Premier League's a massive golf. So, um, yeah, I, I've seen it time and time again as a fan, but I just think Everton are shocking. The whole, if you look at Everton as a club, and I don't mean it harsh to all Clip that up. I just think you can't you can't dance with a devil and, and dice with relegation as many times as Everton do without it catching you and biting you on the backside. And I think, um, hand on heart, I think this year might be one bridge too far. I, I, well, that happened it, to Wigan, didn't it? They'd escape relegation yeah. every season and then suddenly it, ju it just took them. Same with Sunderland as well. And yeah. it does have that same feeling about I'm it. A, I, am a, I am a fan of Sean Dyche. He's a, he's a fellow Kettering boy. Um, and I just think, what the hell were you doing taking that role, in all honesty, at, at the time with the club as it is? Money. Um, Money. Well, <coughs> hey, I, <laughs> you like to think it's for, for uh, footballing reasons, Eddie, but 
Um, yeah, it must have been must have been one hell of a convincing paycheck for sure. But yeah, I just think I just think Sheffield United probably have a bit more in the tank than what Everton have got, if I'm honest. Um, and yeah, eventually, eventually, um, the class shines through, and and they they should get caught out probably this year potentially. So there's, there's one what's going to bite me come uh, April May. <laughs> but yeah, I think I think it's enough's enough. It's it's been poorly managed. We've all we've all lived it. We all know what happens when you're not giving the club the full focus. Um, I just think yeah, I just think Sheffield United are going to do them this week and hopefully put a bit more pressure on Everton as a club. I suppose you know money is the issue because obviously with a new stadium coming along, you know there, there there has to be some sort of a line drawn unless um, uh, Mr. Usinov or whatever his name is uh, has got totally unlimited funds. You you would have thought that uh, the new stadium is obviously hampering their their situation because they can't go out and buy uh, big name players because they haven't got the money. No, that's that's right, and it's it's, it's absolutely no good having the best stadium in the championship, is it? No, no. It's a narrative that's going to follow them around all season, isn't it? It was the same, we spoke about this, it's the same about West Ham when they flirted with relegation just before they went into the London Stadium and it's definitely going to be something that's, um, that Everton fans just have to suck up for the remainder of the season and hope that they they're do enough to survive. They're waiting for that front door to that new stadium to be unlocked as, as quick as possible because what's yeah. going on, yeah, like you say, it adds... <laughs> It adds um, unprecedented pressures on the um, on the purse strings of a club. See it, like you say, you see it time and time again. Brentford, Bournemouth, Rick. Has that got a feel of um, potential goals in that one? Yeah, yeah, Brentford. I just, I just really. It's like hard to the... go against them at home, isn't it? Yeah, particularly. I do like the way the club's set up. I like the way that they play their football, and I think that um, yeah, I, I can't see past Brentford. Winning that one, and uh, re- certain players uh, returning and returning me to the top of the fantasy league. Thank you very much. Move on. Oh, you had to get that one in, didn't you? Oh, uh, sorry. Did I hear a voice from the uh, the foot of the table there? Yes, you certainly did. There you go. When, when you my team comes, about it because I'm, I'm mate, top look of the out. table. I think. You Pretty sure I'm top of the table. Yes. Oh. Make sure you get you get a postcard because uh, you won't be there for long. Just be thankful you you're not man, in the Mark? fantasy scene, uh, Mark. I tell you, it's yeah. pathetic. Do you do is, fantasy football? I used to be. I used to be when I had more time on my hands, but I'm not. It takes over your life, doesn't it? it does mate. Yeah, it does. <laughs> when, when, I, when I worked at the brewery um, before I moved down south, yeah, we had a we had a hell of a fantasy league going on, and and like you say, it it does. It takes over. You you you're sitting there working out all your permutations. Um, is it the week to play your joker? Who do you have as skipper? You want results to happen that you don't actually want to happen. That's my annoyance with it. But I'm a Liverpool fan and I'm sat there going, I hope Manchester United keep a clean sheet this week. Why? Why, why am I doing that? Exactly. It's ridiculous. This, this is why I have none of your shower in my team. Because and I, that's I why you're no... second, mate. Yeah, I, it's just a rule. I have no bin dippers in my team. I, I don't want any satisfaction from them getting a good result. I can't even benefit from it. Just to, just to bring you down a peg or two, Dave, uh, I see that the, the rumours are getting stronger and stronger that Mr. Salah is on his bike. Oh, wow. Thorpe touched on it on Monday. If they want to come in with silly money, I think it would be very, very difficult to potentially turn that down. But it's just the timing of it because, you know, you can be offered all the money under the sun. But if you're... 
offered it too late to be able to replace anybody. I know Thorpe touched on the fact that if Dar Darwin comes good, then that'd be enough to see us through. But I don't think that would appease the fan base to let go of Salah this late on and not actually bring anybody else in. I think it could be. I think it's the uh, fact that it's the it's the effect on the whole could be, team. To be quite honest, he's such a, a crucial member of your team that if you suddenly find he goes, uh, and you know he he does score a lot of goals, you can't odds that. Take that out of the team, and suddenly Liverpool are nothing like the team that they. are I don't at the think it's just that either, Aid. I think it's I think he's got longer at the club than people give him credit for because he's what thirty one, thirty two, something yeah. like that. Which okay. You might look at it generally and think that's quite old. He's getting towards the uh, end of his career. But if you actually look at how fit he is and the way that fitness seems to carry players a lot longer, he's probably still got another three or four years at Liverpool, possibly, if he sticks around. So it's a big call. And I can certainly see why Liverpool are saying, well, if you want to give us 150 million, then maybe we'll think about it. But. Yeah. Things like that have happened at Old Trafford, though. We, we lost Van Nistelrooy when he was scoring loads of goals, and you probably would have thought, "My God, what are we doing? Letting him go?" And Kanchelskis was another one. That, you know, sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. I um, the scary thing for me on that is I got a note within me Hewish bubble today. I got a notification come on that Sky Sports sources are saying he might be linked with Chelsea, and you can't let that happen, surely. No. Returning home to where he is, of course, a Chelsea legend. Turning him. <laughs> I don't think I could do this podcast ever again if that happened. So uh, if you want that to happen, then go on, Mo, force it through. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. Excellent. Um, Burnley Spurs, three o'clock. Um, do you know Saturday. what my friend said former? Oh, yes, go on. God, I don't know. Invite me in and then you don't want to listen. That's fine. <laughs> um, uh, Sorry, that happens on this podcast. I bring up a point, and then AD brings up a different point, and then I lose my train of thought. <laughs> That's cool. That's not a problem at all. No, I'm going Brentford. I'm, uh, yeah, I'm going, to, I'm going to put that on the line and say Brentford for sure. Well, I'm going to go draw because I see that Bournemouth scored three goals away from home um, yesterday, wasn't it? I think so. Uh, did they win or did they lose? They won, I think. Did they? All right. Yeah, Swansea. Yeah, Swansea, isn't it? Isn't it? Yeah, three two. I think mm. it was. That's just scoring three and not um, and winning. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I know. Who would do that? Yeah, <laughs> and move, moving on to a fixture involving a team that didn't do very well in the League Cup. Yeah, go on, Rick. We'll stick with you for that one then, because well, no, as you say, Spurs. 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 Yeah. It's only Spurs. Uh, Burnley seven nil. Please God, no, it's uh, Spurs. Big Ange has gotten playing well, hasn't he? And they are flavour of the month at the moment, and they're on the crest of a wave. And you can't really see past the... Does, does yesterday's uh, result unravel no, any of it at all? Slight. Or is it the fact that everybody changes uh, their team around for this competition, so it's kind of here, neither here nor there? No, I don't think it makes any difference at all. I, th I think the, the, the way that the Premier League side is playing, that they'll just keep doing that and they'll, they'll be relentless and they'll have too much for Burnley. Mark? Burnley, um, I'm going to go uh, Spurs as well, yeah, for sure. I think um, Burns will get a bit of a bit of a rabbit in the headlights syndrome because they've got, they got to bounce back from the Fulham result Spurs um, and like I said I think the firepower and the midfield they've got I think um, yeah should just uh, put the record straight and get them back on track and keep all the Spurs fans happy again AD full house? Yeah he's got to I think I haven't seen him Are we in... worried about Burnley at all? Because a lot was obviously expected of them but without uh, I think I'm right in saying without a 
points so far, albeit they only played two matches. Yeah, I think they'll be alright. Yeah. They've got a, a, a good tactical manager, but uh, I, I can't see them beating Spurs. I really can't. Um, Chelsea Forest, that has a bit of a sort of maverick feel about that one, Mark, because Forest are have sort of started to establish themselves and everybody knows what's going on at Chelsea, that that could be, that could be a bit of a ding-dong one. I think that's, um, that's one that Chelsea got to look at and say, let's go for it. Let's, 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 let's smash it, do our best. And um, I, I think, I think there's too much in that squad to, um, uh, yeah, I, 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 I don't think they're going to be threatened by Forrest at all. I think there'd be three points by the end of the day for sure. And and hopefully a convincing performance for him. If you if you can't if you can't get a convincing uh, performance against Forest, then yeah, you're uh, it's one of them, it's one of them for the taking, isn't it? You, you can prove a lot of points here for sure. Well, yeah, I mean most teams can give him a two goal start and still beat them. <laughs> <laughs> Let's hope that uh, Nottingham Forest get a referee that they like this week, so that they won't have to write in and complain. <laughs> nasty decisions that don't go their way. Mm. My God, we've we've seen enough um, decent refs in this level. So uh, if he wants to start writing, then he wouldn't survive at this level, would he? No. If he defense, drive him mad, wouldn't it? Yeah, Mark's got a very good point there. That he's very much from a point of right. If they want to complain about refs, all right, they want to try being in yeah. our position for a bit. Walk a yeah. mile in my shoes. <laughs> <laughs> Stick your neck out, Rick. Which way? I think that it's very difficult to call this because uh, with the, the two smallest squads in the league, they've only got about <laughs> 450 players to choose from between the two of them, haven't they? So uh, you'd think that um, as long as Mudrich don't get on the pitch, then uh, Chelsea have got a chance. I think it should be a Chelsea win. Back-to-back victories, they got the they got the ball rolling, didn't they, last week? So, uh, yeah, I'd be surprised. And Nottingham Forest can't hang on to a two-goal lead for 86 minutes. So, yeah, be very surprised if Chelsea don't come away with it. And Forest also, Forest uh, last season suffered from what we're predicting Luton are going to do this week. It was their home form that kept them up. So they're not that great on the road anyway. So you'd be surprised if uh, if Chelsea don't come away with the three points. Uh. Haley? Yeah, I think so. Um, I must admit, I'm a bit puzzled by Forest's... Uh, Transfer policy because you you know they just seem to be buying haphazardly from well. AD, I mean, I'm going to have to stop you on going on your tangents from these predictions because we've only got about nine minutes left and more games to get through. Unless right. You've okay. Got a point I will that. say definitely Chelsea <laughs> win. <laughs> um, I'm sure it was a really important point. It was. Um, Man City, Man City, Fulham. Are we thinking that that's it's got to be a home banker? Definitely. Definitely. That's um, that's one you you won't bet against, would you? You just literally, you know what? City all the way. Best team hey. in Manchester, aren't they? Yeah. The best best what team in Stockport? <laughs> what? I miss it. I'm just waiting for Aidy's reaction then. <laughs> totally ignore it. <laughs> Better City win all the same, I'm sure. Um, no, I'm going to go for a draw. Law of averages says they're going to slip up sooner or later, so a draw. That's clutching, mate. That is called clutching at straws. Yeah, it won't well be. I, I do that frequently. Don't worry about it, Mark. Rick? Uh, the heart says Fulham absolutely batter the mercenaries. But unfortunately, 
that's not going to happen, is it? It's going to be it'd be amazing if City actually they'll, they'll, they'll win two 0 because they don't look like they don't look at the moment like they want to batter teams anymore. They just seem to be satisfied with winning by the odd odd goal and uh, a Haaland missed penalty. So yeah, it, it, City should be comfortable in that one. Well, stick with your mercenaries, Rick, because next is Brighton oh. Newcastle. <laughs> <sighs> Blimey, O'Reilly. Brighton, please, God, Brighton, for the sake of football and all that's good and holy and that we love about this cherished game, win this one. Thank you, Vicar. Yeah. I'm going to go, say this is going to be the one for the weekend, for sure, yeah. Brighton. Upset the apple cart. Who's home? Domina is upsetting the apple cart. Uh, Brighton are yeah, at home, That's still lost the last two, haven't they? Well, I'm going to go Brighton as well if they're at home then. Make up for the fact that they slipped up against um, West Ham. And hopefully they will brighten up Rick's day, won't they, Rick? Thank you for that beautiful (laughs) cover. And then there's three matches on Sunday. There's no... I think I'm right in saying there's no Monday night. No, there is no No, Monday night this week. week. So um, the two o'clock is Crystal Palace Wolves. How do we see that one? A tough one for Wolves, possibly, although they did win the hapless Everton, Mark. <laughs> I'm going to get a draw again. As, as, as nothing about that game excites me. I'm sorry. <laughs> I think it is on the telly as well. Oh, yeah. God, go, 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 go and tell the top of the Yeah. Aid? What, Crystal Palace Wolves? Yeah. Uh, Palace, I think. Yeah, full house, Rick. Well, no, not uh, full house. Mark said a draw, didn't he? Sorry. Pay attention. Uh, yeah, Palace left. Palace left too much against the toothless wolves. <laughs> <laughs> very good, very good. Um, I'll let Mark go first on this next one then, because these two won't want to answer it. But uh, Liverpool over Villa. Oh, I hate Villa. Liverpool all the way. Oh, <laughs> man. Yeah, that's uh... <laughs> no. I just no offense. I just yeah, hate Miller. Full stop. Okay. I won't... Well, do you want to elaborate on that, or just happy no, to it... stick it out? Uh, um, yeah, have you wronged it... you in the past, Mark Robinson? No, me, 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 me uh, ex-brother-in-law is a Bromie, so um, yeah, and he's a Villa fan, so I hope he gets smashed every week. <laughs> Villa. Villa for AD, and what about you, Rick? I've got to say, Mark, that is the sort of petty small-mindedness that I can 100% get behind. Well <laughs> yeah, sorry. Although, although I think David knows who I want to win this one. Who do I want to win this one, David? Uh, I have a feeling you're going for an away win there, sir. I very much enjoy an away win. I think that would be a marvellous thing. Who's going to play at the centre-back for you, Mark? Uh, good question. Because they're either injured or suspended, aren't they? So uh, you've got a chance if you get up there with your boots early enough. <laughs> you reckon, do you? I reckon you might. <laughs> Villa are going to have too much. Villa are going to have too much. And um, Villa are going to have too much. Click yes. that up. Liverpool's, Liverpool's um, <laughs> bubble burst with that little flurry against the Geordies. And, uh, yeah, it's all over for them. Big win. Big Villa win. I admit I kind of want a nicer one on paper having... Played Chelsea and Newcastle mm-hmm. already so far, but yeah, we'll we'll see what happens. Because boys, you've got about three or four minutes to sum up how you think you're going to get on against 
Arsenal. Aidy, do you want to start on that one? Mm, um, tricky game, really, but uh, I've just got a funny feeling. We Bear in mind, we beat, I know it was only a friendly pre-season, but we beat them over in the States, so it's not like they're invincible. And uh, I've just got a funny feeling we're going to beat them, even though we're playing very, very average. Well, Fulham managed to get a couple up at their place last week. Exactly. So uh, I will go for a United win. Before I come to the um, the voice of reason in this um, selection, which is Mark, Rick, do you want to just give me your thoughts? <laughs> um, have Arsenal finished their, um, their open bus parade for winning the Community Shield yet? Because they, they were very pleased with that. Uh, the only thing I can guarantee is that after the game last week, United won't get a penalty. I know that's not going to happen. But... Um, and United are a complete shambles, so I expect they'll probably win match 2-1. Mark? I'm going to have to say United, I think. I think, yeah. I'd love to say one all draw, but I've done two draws already. You don't get many draws in the Premier League nowadays, um, so I'm going to go United. Do you know what? You've played that really well, Mark, as well, because it's the last one of the pod, and you're pleasing both AD and Rick with your last predictions. No, I'm, not, so well I'm not here played. to please anyone. I just, well I, just think, I, just don't, I just don't think... Um, yeah, I just think United... Yeah, United seem to be uh, the stronger of the two at the minute, I think. Well, there you go, then. Yeah, I like the cut of his jib. Have him on again. I like yeah. this, man. <laughs> what about, um, what about the Humdinger? Rotherham against Norwich. Ooh. Did I see Rotherham well, scored you know six goals Mark, So why not, why not do that one? Why not do that one? I would expect that you'll be favourites for that one, wouldn't you be, wouldn't you be Mark? Never favourites at anything, mate. Unless it's cooking with Delia. Um, yeah, we're not favourites at anything. <laughs> are you um, just very quickly? Are you a, a Wagner fan? Do you think that's working, or I am. How do you see that? I am. No, I am. Um, I would have preferred to have kept Daniel Farker myself, but yeah, um, Dean Smith was an absolute disaster. Not just because he's from Villa, but um, yeah, he was an absolute disaster. But um, yeah, I would have. I would have liked to have kept Farker. I think Leeds have got a good um, a good gaffer there for sure. And and um, Wagner's are from the same the same sort of uh, cult as Plot, um, Farker and uh, Wagner. So yeah, I, I, I hope long term it comes good for sure. Didn't Rotherham well, well, didn't, didn't oh, score on, six um, against somebody yesterday or the day before? No, they conceded six eight. Total, oh, was it? it? I knew there was a six <laughs> involved. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, what, and what you did in the previous, you're only as good as your last game, and that doesn't count for anything now, does it? So, uh, no, true. Yeah, it's probably the last thing you want in it is to go to a team yeah. that's just been hit by six. But no, no, no. I'd love to start on minus six. I think Rick's got a good thing here where we could start <laughs> minus seven sits in. I think uh, it, make, it makes it exciting, doesn't it? Yeah, handicap system. I think it's a good, it's a way forward. <laughs> all right. Well, I think that's probably all we've got time for, gentlemen. The hour has quickly gone this evening. So, um, Rick, thank you very much as always. Always a pleasure. Mark, thank you very much for joining us, mate. Really good to talk to you. And you know, maybe if you like it, we'll have you on again sometime soon as well. I'll be back in uh, next pod if all my results come in. Don't worry about that. I'll let you know that that have come good. <laughs> Mr. Mark, it will be a new segment. No, thanks for having me, mate. I appreciate it. It's um, it's good to good to um, come out and and come out of the huge bubble for sure. Good. Well, you must come on again, old dog. Oh, definitely, definitely. Preferably on the back of a United defeat would be great. 
Now, don't be nasty. Go and ruin it all no, now, definitely, don't you? Do the back you go and completely sport it. He's doing so well. Yeah, and then he goes and ruins <laughs> it like that. I don't know. <laughs> Never mind. You're not mentioned the Salford boys. I thought you'd be all over that. No. Leeds United, or they, do they not count anymore? Well, they do, but I see that they had Gary Neville actually commentate on the game yesterday. Well, I was just going to touch on that very, well, whilst you have mentioned it, that I, there's a lot that's been said about, you know, whether you, you should have um, pundits who have allegiances with teams that are then doing the commentaries, but it was a brand new aspect to it to actually have someone who's, you know, attached to the club associated with it. I mean, Mark, how do you think um, Martin Hellier would get on if he was in our commentary position? You what, as you are just saying, I was thinking, don't give Martin the microphone, for Christ's sake. <laughs> <laughs> are you okay, listening, anyway, Mr please. Hellier, sir? Are you listening? You, you can't <laughs> get the staff. No, <laughs> <laughs> All right, yeah. gentlemen, thank you very much. It's been a been a good chat um this evening a good evening from myself dave Pryor, and ad hopper you can sign us off okay well thank you for listening to everybody and um join us again on monday next week to listen to football bloody hell I feel the smoke climbing down my cheek I hear the jokes and I smell the